Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast starring me, Dags. Today we have a powerful show, and as always, across this powerful oaken desk is our assistant manager, Mikey Rez. Hello. Hello, flock. Hello, Dags. Are we going to be in your face today? Whoa, we're going to be in your face. It's going to be rock and roll. It's going to be hard hitting. Nice. It's going to be JR. It's going to be all of it. Oh, I can't wait. Excited. Fresh off of eating some delicious chili, which we'll get into in a little yes, bit. Yes, powerful chili. Also, uh, to keep this topical, did you did you watch the debate? Oh yeah, heck yeah, I did. I laughed the whole time. So here's the deal, you guys. If you didn't see the debate, I mean, I I got a little thing right here for you. Do you really? Oh yeah, this is going to be it. You have a, a breakdown? It's a breakdown. You're you're not going to need to watch it. You're just going to listen, all right? Oh, drop that beat. Oh yeah, drop that beat. Are you ready? Yeah, oh yeah. With a little something like this. Let's hit it. Billions of dollars. Big, 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 big. Billions of dollars. Big, big, big. Come on, man. Billions of dollars. Let's say China. Let, 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 let's say China. Come on. China ate your lunch. Would you shut up, man? Would you, would you, would you, would you shut up, man? Gentlemen. 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 Billions of dollars. Would you shut up, man? Come on, come on, man. China ate your lunch. China ate your lunch. Come on, man. Will you shut up, man? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sweet, wasn't that? That was the best breakdown ever. Thank you. Yeah. I was actually going to record it, but I'm like, I'm just going to do it live. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah. (laughs) Billions of dollars. What's your favorite drop? Billions of dollars. Probably this one, right? That's, wait, you shut up, that's, man. that's it. Will you shut up, man? Come on, man. Let's say, let's, 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 let's say China. Oh, yeah. God, wasn't Chris Wallace useless? God. Oh, my God. Judge Ito could have did a better job. <laughs> if you ever felt sorry for somebody trying to do their job while failing at doing their job, that was it. I didn't feel sorry for him. He sucked. I mean, you really got to get in there because you're going to have people taking advantage and they both sides took advantage. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think like the saddest part when it was when he's, oh, you're going to love this next question. Gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, <laughs> take kiss charge. Their ass? Take charge. Yeah. Two minutes. I'm the moderator. Yes. Gentlemen. I'm the moderator. Gentlemen. Just take control. <laughs> Or that, Chris Wallace. Yeah, that was, uh, lack of a better term, a shit show. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, that was something else. I was trying to take a take a nap before work, and that was on in the background. And I like, as soon as they started getting into it, I woke up and I watched it. Will you shut up, your- man? <laughs> <laughs> Powerful show today. We we're going to talk about bizarre ways to die. Bizarre ways to die. Yes. How bizarre? 
bizarre things to put in your food. Yes, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bizarre <laughs> episode. A, Come on, man! It's gonna be powerful, controversial. Topic. Thank you for listening. We hope everyone has a good time tonight. I know we will. Thanks everyone that listens to this powerful podcast. Welcome back. We got the big movie giveaway. Yeah, we'll do that after the show, and then we'll start contacting the five winners of our yes. digital movie giveaway. Yes, we have five winners of the powerful show. It's going to be exciting. Powerful movie. Rogue Warfare, Death of a Nation. Yes. God, it's going to be powerful. Thanks, Paramount Pictures. Yes, we're going to have, as always, Song of the Day. Mike Rez has a powerful beer review. Yeah, it's going to be great. I've got an energy drink. But before we get into it, can I, uh, we talk about something... That's bizarre and controversial. Come on, man. What is it? I want to talk about scents of hand soap. Scents of hand soap. Yes. I'm, I'm getting disgusted by what we have. During the, the lockdown and the pandemic, people were panic buying hand soap, clean, cleaning supplies. Hand sanitizer. Yep. And uh, now you can get hand soap again. It's readily available on the shelves. But I think the soap companies are experimenting with their goddamn scents. Whoa. I mean... Unilever? It, it, clove and cinnamon is what we were using the other day. Clove and cinnamon. Yeah, it's, it smelled terribly bad. Terribly bad. It was disgusting. Do you think it's kind of a fall thing, like pumpkin spice, or what's up? I don't know. I've never seen that scent before. I mean, it could be. I mean, I don't know, but I think they're just like... they're. Like I said, they're experimenting. They're throwing two cents together, putting it out on the shelf, knowing that we have no no other choice but to buy what's on the shelf. And I think it's like they're sending out like sardines and, you know, crickets or something. It's just gross. Whoa. So let me ask you this. What scent would you want? What scent to you, you put it on your hands and you do the sniff and you go, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I, I like the lemon and herb scent or lavender. I like lavender. Has nothing to do with the fact that it's an aphrodisiac. Actually, lavender, what it does is puts you to sleep. It does many things. Lavender is a is a hell of a drug. It is. Yep. But I'm thinking I, I would thinking you would want more of a manly scent, like like gasoline and glass shards or something. Oh, I love the smell of glass shards. That's probably my favorite manly scent. It is. Yep. Because it smells like parking lot and blacktop as well. Yes. What are some other manly scents you think you would enjoy? Probably uh, tire air, stale tire air. Tire air. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. New car smell is obvious. I mean, a lot of us like that. Yes, that's a good one. Maybe uh, open beer can. That would be good. Oh, I thought you were going to say open sores. That'd be kind of gross. Oh, yeah, that'd be disgusting. Yes. Yeah, that wouldn't be good at all. Open beer cans. Yeah. Like the two-day-old open beer cans when you're picking up finally after your party from college. Sure. Like just before the fruit flies show up. Does it upset you when there's half cans? Someone didn't drink the whole thing? Yeah, that, that pissed me off quite a bit when we were cleaning up after parties. Like, what the hell? Then you end up like a sink full of cans that you're dumping out? Well, what I would do is I would pour them all together into one glass and then mix the cigarette butts and have a delicious oh. smoothie. Well, there you go. Yeah. Would you God, use a spoon? Good. What's that? Would you use a spoon? No, come on. I'm a man. Oh, well, I just figured with the cigar butts, you'd want to get it all. One of the bizarre deaths has to do with a beverage. Do you remember that one? If you don't, I, I we'll look it up. I looked at so many. It was uh, quite, quite fun. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, researching. There you go. Come on. Come on, man. 
can't even get research. I know research. It's gonna be a powerful show. Let's. Uh, do you want to get into um, the controversy that you caused on the internet? <laughs> yeah, I, I had no idea. Did you realize there was that that much passion involved in that? None whatsoever. I do now, though. I mean, my God, two hundred and sixty-seven votes. So if you don't know what I'm talking about or what we're talking about, we made chili at the Micah Rez house, and we put carrots in our chili. Always have put carrots in our chili. It's homemade chili, so you know you can add any ingredients that you want. Now let me ask you this. Do you think a chili, is that the job of a man to make? Is that a man's meal? Yes. Kind of like barbecue? It yeah, is. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, definitely. And so I put carrots in there, and it turned into be quite a quite a topic so we we made a poll to see what the flock had to say about uh carrots and chili and then the flock shared it and retweeted it <laughs> ended up getting quite destroyed on twitter which was great i think i got canceled i think that's what it yes feels you like. are canceled <laughs> by the way if you want to follow us at amish b machine and mike rez what's yours at mike rez radio powerful yeah so yeah, like I said, so it's like I think the final vote total was eighty-seven thirteen no to carrots and chili, which I had no idea was going to be so terrible. And then I asked people on my personal Facebook account. My friends destroyed me on that too. So it wasn't just a Twitter thing; it was like a multi-platform destroying. Now, where did this come from? The carrots and the chili. We've always done it. It's just been an ingredient that uh, we figured belonged in chili. Now, let me ask you this. So on, on the sides of your family, you have Italian Amish, and you have Mexican Amish, correct? And German Amish. And German Amish. Yep. So where are the carrots coming from? This doesn't make sense to me. It's a good question. So the, the lady in my life and I have been making homemade chili. That's the only time we started making homemade chili. It was like 20 years ago. And carrots have just always been an ingredient on that list that we've added to it, along with uh, bell peppers, onion. And uh, that's about it. We don't add corn or anything. No. No celery. No. So that would, we did celery once and then we decided never to ever do it again. Garlic. Garlic. Garlic is in there. Diced tomatoes. Then chili powder, cumin, and uh, salt and pepper. How strong is the pepper? Do you add a, a cayenne? Do you add a pepper? It's just a, the chili pepper powder. And the recipe calls for two to three tablespoons, and we always put in three to four. So you use the chili powder, but you do not enhance it with another hot pepper, or you do not add anything like Anaheim peppers or anything? No. Just the green pepper? Yep. Just a bell pepper. We add the bell peppers. We do the multiple colors just for color. Yes. We like the color. You do? Yep. Let's put orange, yellow, red. But there's no spice in that. And chili no. powder, there's no real spice either. No, so it'll zing you a little bit, but not so, much. So your chili on the spectrum is a mild chili. You'll feel it in your ears. All right. Yep. So, but you're not going to like take a bite and say, I'm never eating that again because it's too hot. Now, do you have, did you say beef? Do you have roast beef? Not roast beef. I mean, ground beef in there? Depends on who's going to be eating the majority of it. And we have made two batches, where we're, so we'll put meat in some. Not everybody in my house. Okay, let me ask eater. you this. Are your kids of that generation that they're frightened by the beef? No. Okay. No. So they're not vegans? Well, I have one vegan, but two that will eat the hell out of meat. All right. So you make a vegan chili and then a regular standard? Correct. All right. Yep. 
And both of those are identical, but just one doesn't have the ground beef in it? Correct. Powerful. Yes. So I put carrots in everybody. And uh, that makes me a bad person that I'm the worst person on the face. You are horrible. Will you shut up, man? Now, I want to ask you this. How far the generations you guys created the carrots, as far as you know? As far as I know. It wasn't grandparents. Nope. So how many generations are alive? Are your grandparents alive? No. All of my grandparents okay. have passed on. Let me ask you about your parents. Yep. Your parents are around? My parents are around. How do they react to carrots? They love the it. Chili? They love my chili. They do? Yeah. So they're, uh, they're, they're a chili, carrots in the chili generation as well. On all sides? All sides. Do you think there's like a mental illness in your family or what's causing this? Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> so, so you were taken aback by the, the shock, the shock and awe of adding carrots, how much it upset people on the yeah, internet. Yeah, I, I honestly was, especially from the people that said, well, carrots cut down the acidity of the tomatoes and take away some of the heat. And it's still, those people were still upset. It was a visceral hatred. It was. I mean, they were coming at your house burning torches. Yeah, that was that was weird, but I threw carrots at them, which you did. put out the, the flames of the torch. Now, what was that story you had on um, Twitter, at Amish Bee Machine and at Mike Rez Radio? There was a, uh, a UK, somewhere in the UK, I think it was a museum. Somebody dumped a bunch of carrots. I don't know if it was part of like an, an art installation or an act of protest, but it was like thousands of carrots just sitting on the street. So somehow, some way, somewhere in the universe, they were like, okay, it's this guy puts carrots in his chili and is getting destroyed. And we will let everybody know that carrots are good. So we're just going to dump them in the middle of the street. So uh, that's, that's what uh, happened over in the UK. It, it was bringing out quite, quite the mess uh, as far as, uh, you know, passion behind carrots. But one of the, the positive things that came out of this was Grumpy's in Northeast Minneapolis, Grumpy's Northeast, the bar, uh, that's pretty famous with local musicians. Northeast? Yeah. They, uh, they came out and, and they agreed with me that carrots belong in chili. So I had that going for me. And then I was getting a little cocky, right? So I got a new OtterBox phone case because my old one got destroyed and it's under warranty. So OtterBox replaced it. And so when I got it, I, Mentioned them in a tweet, and I said, thanks for the phone case. I got it. By the way, what are your thoughts on carrots in chili? And they hated it. They don't like carrots in chili either. So what does that tell you? That Grumpy's Northeast is the best bar on the planet. Sweet. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah, that's what that tells me. I want to get into, you have the beer review. Let's get into that. We have the song of the day. What do you want to get into now? Uh, let's do beer review. Powerful beer review. Yeah. I did not eat carrots while drinking this beer. No. You want to, let's do a cheers before you get into your beer review. Okay. What are you drinking right now? I have a rain total body fuel sour apple energy drink. What I like about this energy drink is that they did not abbreviate CoQ10. They spelled it out. Coenzyme Q10. Powerful. Yeah. It's really good for the ticker. It is. Uh, electrolytes. We got the uh, BCAA aminos, 300 milligrams of caffeine, helps increase concentration. It reduces fatigue because it's an energy drink. You wouldn't want it to increase in fatigue. That would be terribly wrong. Packed with B vitamins, electrolytes, no sugar, no artificial colors, no flavors, 
no fat, and of course, it is for 18 and older. I'm drinking this powerful, purified by reverse osmosis grocery store water. Oh. It's, it's not even my <laughs> Italian Dasani. Wow. It's just the generic purified drinking water. Just plain old water in a bottle? It is. Just Sounds like, like a powerful police song, Water in a Bottle. Ooh. Water in a <laughs> bottle. Powerful. Yeah. I'd give this uh, nine. Nine Coke Hues. Whoa. Yep. You love it. Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. All right, let's Sour do cheers. Apple. Cheers. Cheers. Powerful. All right, let's get into, after you enjoy that powerful sip, let's get into your beer review. Uh, Sergeant Ed from uh, Maryland suggested I try a bourbon barrel ale. I took him up on it, found a bourbon bale, bourbon barrel ale. Bourbon barrel ale. Yeah, this one is from Boulevard. Holy crap, I can't talk. What is all this alliteration? Bees and there's too many bees. There are. You son of a bitch. Sorry, Arnold. Boulevard Brewing Company out of Kansas City, Mo. Mo. Missouri. 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 Yes. Missouri. It's their bourbon barrel quad, barrel-aged ale. It's based loosely on the Smokestack series, you know, the sixth glass. You know, you know that one. Sure. It's an uh, Abbey-style quadruple. And uh, for those of you that want to know what a quadruple is, in the United States, it's just a generic term uh, to describe a high-alcohol beer. Powerful. It's packed with cherries uh, to make up for the angel share. Uh, and the angel share is whatever gets evaporated when they put it into these bourbon barrels. They combine different bourbon barrels. They select the different bourbon barrels after the beer has aged inside of them. It gives it that kind of that distinct bourbon flavor, but it also puts in like uh, toffee flavors, vanilla flavors. This particular bottle that I drank had more butterscotch flavor to it. So it was really good. It's delicious. Powerful. Yeah, it's eleven point two percent alcohol. Whoa, that's yeah. a strong one. It's a strong one. I only ABV? had ABV. ABV. Are you done with ABV? Yeah, you know me. So I had one, and that's all I needed. How many ounces was it? Twelve ounces. Thank you. Because you know I don't listen, so no, you just got to keep repeating. Yep. You would like the IBUs though. It's only twenty six. I would. Yeah. So it was like I said, it tastes like butterscotch. So it was kind of. Not quite like a like a cream soda, but it it had hints of sweetness. I think you would have liked it. Visually, what did it look like? Dark. It was a like a not a not a brown, but definitely not a not an amber. It was kind of in between amber and and brown. But it was how was the head? Unfortunately, no head. Oh, isn't that the worst with no head? Yeah, it's the worst. We need head. So the uh, in when you talk about color, so this actually gives the European Brewery Convention color code. So the higher the number, the darker the beer. This is 74. They go up to 100. 74 out of 100. 74 out of 100 in the EBC, the European Brewery Convention. I love all those rules. Like, what's that cool, strict German purity law? And Yeah, everybody's we, got a different... Yeah, we need a strict podcasting law. A powerful Amish podcasting law. Like a PDL of infinity for this show yeah i don't know we'll, we'll call them pdls all right we will pdo yep i don't know where the d comes from <laughs> <laughs> come on man <laughs> powerful pod it is powerful it's the d in pod it is 
So yeah, so that's where the D is. Yeah, it was really good. We're gonna do it again. I found a uh, another bourbon barrel, a different bourbon barrel, different brewery, but this one is a vanilla aged. So, did you take a picture of this? I took a picture of all of them that I bought that day. I did can you make you a YouTube picture. video? Not of this one. The next YouTube video review is going to be of the smoked ale that I found. Oh, whoa. Smoked lager. Powerful. Yes. You are watching us on YouTube, aren't you guys? The Amish Baby Machine YouTube channel, the most powerful YouTube channel ever created. Like Arez has powerful beer reviews up there. I tell people what beers to drink. Also, our podcast is up there if you want to enjoy it on YouTube. Please subscribe, follow us on YouTube. We're going to need you to comment, like, and subscribe. It's all about the algorithms. Thumbs up, thumbs down, doesn't matter. It all works. Yes. We're also going to need you to follow us on Twitter at Amish Bee Machine. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, like our Facebook page, and please support our powerful podcast by a couple different ways. Please tell a friend about our podcast. Spread it through all your social medias. Also, we do have a Patreon account, patreon.com. Also, links on AmishBabyMachine.com. Powerful way to support our podcast. Also, check out our merch. And merch doesn't just mean t-shirts. I have mugs, hoodies, stickers, powerful, anything you can imagine for merchandising we have. Except the loincloth. We don't have that yet. But we do have masks. So if you're into masks, if you're forced to wear them, get our masks. Do you do the, did you turn on the notebooks and the totes and the pillows and stuff too? I'm sure it's all there. Yeah. Can you imagine laying your head down on an Amish baby machine pillow? You know what I was thinking? Incorporate (laughs) our pillow when you're making love. What do you think? I think that'd be great. Yeah. Just prop it up and you just look and you see it. Yeah. We also have, I think we have wall art too. Yeah. There's, it's, it's amazing what you can create with a simple logo. Yes. You can, like you're talking about the notebook, you can take the notebook and you can have your powerful lucid dreaming and you can write down what it was. Homes. Use Holmes. it as a journal. Whoa. I mean, think of all the things you could write in there. You could write about, you know, write down some recipes, oh, carrot recipes, what to, what to put carrots in. Yes. It'd be powerful. It'd be great. I think everyone should do that. I think, you know what? I want people to, uh, to send us their favorite carrot recipes. Yes. Just send us anything. Send Mike Rez anything. He just likes looking at pictures. Heck yeah. Slide in my DMs. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to do it anyway. Sure they will. I, I, I wonder if they will. <laughs> careful what you wish for, dude. Be careful. We are the most powerful podcast ever created. That's right. We'll see what happens. Should 2013. Get- that's when this powerful podcast started. It was the same year I was born. Whoa. Amazing. We did our cassette cast way before that in 1984. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you guys, well, that's the first year it actually went on the internet. So it's been around right, for right. hundreds of years. Thousands even. Yes. Let's get into song of the day. Now, how I picked this song was I've been doing powerful workouts. You guys all know that. I've heard, yeah. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine and you'll see powerful pictures of the songs I enjoy. So on Spotify, I made a powerful playlist and I have great song. I mean, I have the theme to Terminator. Dun, 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 dun. It's, oh my God, that's the most powerful song. I have um, My Little Pony, which is weird. Let's say China. Oh, my God. I meant this one. Come on, man. No, I meant this one. Will you Who shut up, man? <laughs> Pony. Hey, if I'm a brony man, just deal with it. Well, that's fine. I know some bronies. Yes, too. I know you do. 
Go for it. I know. I can tell by looking at you. <laughs> now, these powerful workouts, I, Frank Stallone, I mean, that's it. Well, what else I, do you I can't need? build it up anymore. Frank Stallone. Far from over. Far from over. If that song doesn't get you going, then there's something wrong with you. you You're not alive. You, do you think that it increases people's bench by at least 10 pounds? Oh, my God. 10 pounds and 20 I, I reps? I think Mick Jagger had a line in his song about that song, Start Me Up. Yeah? You know that line? I don't know which line Make a dead about. man come? Ooh. Yes. That's... Mick Jagger was actually talking about Frank Stallone when he... Far from over? Yes. Nice. God. It's a song by Frank Stallone, and it appeared in the 1983 film, Staying Alive. Have you seen that movie? Uh, no, you haven't. No. I'm going to need you to no. enjoy that movie. Enjoy it? Yes. It also... Will you shut up, man? <laughs> it also made the soundtrack. I mean, yeah, whoa. Of course it did. Surprise, surprise. Stallone, Frank Stallone, and uh, Vince DiCola wrote this song. It was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Original Song. Are you aware of that? Of course. Reached the uh, top 10 in the U.S. single in 1983, peaking at uh, number 10 on our favorite Billboard Hot 100. Uh, it became his only hit, though. Uh, the seven-inch single version is slightly different from the LP version, which I doubt anyone is going to notice. Yes, Micah Rez enjoys the seven-inchers. Oh, yes. This song has been used in various wrestling themed shows from 83 to 87 the instrumental was used in starcade which was the uh, wcw uh, promotion in 1984 it was used in saturday night live in the famous synchronized swimming skit with martin short and henry shearer if you guys haven't seen that it's classic <laughs> gotta look that it one might up. be hard to find it's somewhere on YouTube. Oh, definitely. But I know SNL always buries their stuff. The instrumental bridge version of this song was used in the uh, Jerry Lawler show, Jerry the King Lawler, the wrestler. And he used that in uh, 1983, which was shown in Memphis, Tennessee. And also, uh, Jim Crockett's Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling used it for a time as well. So huge, huge in the wrestling world. Yes. It's also appeared in Australian... Uh, TV shows, the Jim Gaffigan show uh, used it. It was in uh, season two of the Netflix show Glow, which was about women wrestling. Uh, so it, it's made its uh, way around. It also made it into American Horror Story 1984, which was the last season of American Horror Story that was uh, filmed and released. People like to make fun of Frank Stallone, the butt of a joke. Yeah, Frank Stallone. But he's powerful. <laughs> powerful song. Yes. And it's Probably my favorite song to do jazz hands to. You seem like a big jazz hands guy. Yes. I love it. You and your jazzer size. Yes, I love it. Powerful. Frank Stallone, Far From Over, our powerful song of the day. And now we're going to powerfully segue from that powerful song to Bizarre Ways to Die. Yeah, we looked up what started it was. Of course, the carrot discussion has been big this week between... Everybody on Twitter. I mean, it took Twitter by storm. At Amish B Machine. So we wanted to, uh, I actually looked up to see if there was any ways people have died from carrots. Whoa. And there was. It's a pretty famous one, actually. Uh, Basil Brown. Are you aware of who Basil Brown is? That's another powerful alliteration. Yes. If it was British, it'd be Basil. Basil. Basil Brown. Basil or Basil, depending on which part of the world you are from. That's a sweet name, Basil. Isn't it, though? Sweet Basil. He was a- joke. A health guru or expert, he was like a healthy lifestyle person, just really wanted to 
to be healthy all the time. Well, in 1974, he began to drink one gallon of carrot juice a day on top of taking a vitamin A supplements. Uh-oh. Yes. So I looked it up. As an adult, you should have 900 micrograms of vitamin A daily. That I use international units. Yes. Those are recommended dosage of vitamin A. Well, Mr. Brown, since he was drinking a gallon of carrot juice plus taking vitamin A, he was uh, actually consuming around 70 million uh, micrograms of vitamin A daily. And that much vitamin A does not get broken down by your liver and can actually cause cirrhosis over a... Yes, a, a, it's a fat-soluble yeah. vitamin. And he did that for about 10 days. And that was it. That's all it took. And he was dead. So his liver couldn't keep up. He uh, pretty much destroyed it. But he cured his night blindness, right? (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I looked up uh, symptoms of too much vitamin A. And uh, vision problems, ironically, is one of the symptoms. Along with bone pain and your skin turning yellow or orange. Whoa. So you actually become a carrot. You become a carrot. Yes. And then your eyes, which is actually what it's supposed to be helping with, get destroyed by it. What do you like better, rods or cones? What's your favorite? Oh, cones. For You're sure. into cones. All I right. love cones, yeah. I you heard know, you like the rod. Oh, uh, well, let's see. That's a rumor. Only on the weekends. Yeah. Death by carrot. Death by carrot. And that's not even the weirdest deaths that you and I looked up. No. Let me ask you, what food would you want to die from? Eating too much. I'm glad you asked this question because I thought of this last night. Pizza. Death by pizza. Hell yes. Nice sausage and pepperoni slice, maybe with some jalapenos on top. I'll take it. Whoa, you're so you're going you're going weird too on pizza. You're putting jalapeno peppers on a Italian. Yes. You can't help it though, can you? No, I can't. God. Let's say China. Let's say China. (laughs) Shut up, Donald. What else you got? Uh, Here. You son of a bitch. There you go. I know. What do you put on pizza? You know, that's a good question. I think classic for me is sausage mushroom. You put fungus on your pizza. I enjoy the fungus. Gross. Yes, I'm a fun guy. I like it. I like fungus. So usually that, what, what I'll tell you what you don't put on pizza is green pepper. Do not put green pepper on a pizza because what it does is it's too overpowering of a flavor. It takes over the whole pizza. It does. Kind of like mint. You know, if you add mint to something, that's all you taste is mint. Mint on pizza? Yes. Well, God, can you imagine how horrible that'd be? (laughs) Almost as bad as pineapple on pizza. Pineapple is a weird one. That drives people nuts too. But there's, there's kind of people, it's not, I think the carrot is universally hated. But I think the pineapple has people, they won't admit it. It's polarizing. It's a polarizing fruit. Pineapple, it's kind of like a moped. It's fun to ride, but you don't want anyone to see you do it. That's kind of like (laughs) the pineapple. You put it on the pizza, you eat it in private. Yeah. You're just naked in a corner eating a piece of pizza with pineapple on it. Rubbing it on your chest. Whoa. What? What? So the deal with pineapple, though, you know it has powerful enzymes that breaks down. it eats you back. Yes. Powerful papaya has powerful enzymes. Pineapple. So those are the only two fruits that eat people back, right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm, as far as pizza, probably a good sausage mushroom, but I will, I do like the weird ones too. 
they're like the Greek pizza, the Kalamata of olives and the feta oh, cheese, even Kalamata though that's kind of, olives. even though that's kind of, there's a fight there too. Cause you know, Greek pizza, Italian. Oh, I'm sure. But I don't have a problem with that. I'm pretty open. I'm very open with pizza to an extent when it becomes too weird. Then I'm like, no. What's your, what's your, uh, death by food choice? You know, that's funny. <laughs> I was just thinking while you were thinking, I would be some sort of pasta. Any kind of pasta? Some sort. I haven't decided yet. Hmm. Maybe ramen. Ramen's not really pasta, but. It's a noodle. It's a noodle. Maybe death by ramen. That sodium would kill you, though. Okay. I mean, your electrolytes would get out of whack. You'd probably die just from too much salt. Yeah. What about a fettuccine? I do enjoy Alfredo? a fettuccine, but here's the thing. I'll, I'll tell you my little hack. The best noodle is linguine. Why is that? Because fettuccine is too fat, and it's really hard to cook, and they usually stick together no matter what you do. Right. They don't cook properly. Linguine is the best of both worlds. It's fat noodle, but it's, it cooks well, and it digs good with sauces, like thicker sauces, like fettuccine. Alfredo sauce, you know, like a clam sauce usually goes with linguine, that kind of creamy sauces. I enjoy linguine. What are your thoughts on like a bow tie pasta? I like it for a uh, bow tie would be good in like a cold salad, you know, like some sort of chicken salad kind of thing. Sure. You know, the ones you bring to the sweet Minnesota potlucks, Minnesota. Right. You put uh, grapes. Do you like grapes in a chicken salad, in a cold chicken salad? I would do grapes. Chicken salad's a weird one, too, where people get hung up on what to add. Yeah, grapes are controversial. Yeah, I guess I don't have a problem with it. You need something crunchy in there to bust it up, though. Yeah, like, an, like a walnut? Yes. Yep. I'm not too hung up. I would try anything once, then I would tell you it's gross if I, I didn't enjoy it. I don't mind a grape, but keep raisins out of everything. Yeah, raisins. I, I think I had a tweet at Amish Bee Machine on raisins. Oh, it was raisins and pumpkin bread. Yeah. Yeah, raisins just suck. Pumpkin bread is perfect the way it is. You don't need anything, raisins, nuts, anything. Just pure pumpkin bread. Maybe death by pumpkin bread. How are you on like the pumpkin bars with like that cream cheese frosting on it's top? It's too much. It's, it's like brownies don't need frosting. Brownies are perfect also. The more you add to it, it takes it away from the... I don't like it. Really? Yes. I'm a purist. Brownie, nothing in it. Pumpkin, nothing in it. I like that cream cheese frosting on top. I bet you do. Yeah. Reminds me of something. I did enjoy something new, too. I, on Instagram, I took a picture. and took It was um, Cheetos popcorn in front of that powerful album I'm pointing at right now. You guys can all see oh, yeah. a flock of seagulls listen. Just look at that album right now. No, don't touch it. Just look at it. I mean, don't even look at it. Turn around. I don't even want you looking at it. But that, I took a picture of the Cheetos popcorn, and I'm going to give you my quick review. And? It's good. Wow. It's good. Great. Yes. It's a powerful popcorn with powerful Cheetle Cheez-A-Doo. Cheetle, Cheetle what? Yes. Don Cheetle, or what's that guy's name? Yeah, that's his name. But what's funny is, if you go to dictionary.com, our tweet is there. Is Have it you really? looked at that? Dictionary.com? Yeah, if you look up Cheeto, which is the residue left over from eating Cheetos. I'm going to have to look that up now. A tweet from Amish Baby Machine is there, at Amish Bee Machine. How powerful is that? That's pretty cool. Yes. The most defined podcast ever created. The most powerful podcast ever created. So my review is good. It's good. If you like a cheese popcorn, it's good. It's got a nice cheese flavor, a little tangy. 
Cheetos. Out of five Chester Cheetos, what do you give it? 4.5. Ooh. I don't know if it's perfection. I think I could tweak it. Yeah. I think I could tweak it, maybe add... Well, here's a little hack, too. If you want to spice some up, put a little gorgonzola in whatever sauce you're making. What about goat cheese? I like the creaminess of goat cheese. Have you tried gorgonzola? Probably. I'm going to need you to try it. Okay. Yep. You're going to like it. Put a little of that in your pasta sauce. I would put a little of that on this uh, popcorn. It would just give it a little more savory taste. I'll eat some gorgonzola while watching Staying Alive. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? That'd be sweet. Oh, that's powerful. All right, let's get into more bizarre ways to die. Like Isadora Duncan. We're going to start with Isadora. What year did this happen? This was September 14th, 1927. Isadora Duncan was a dancer, and uh, she broke her neck when her long scarf caught in the wheel of a car that she was a passenger in. Snapped it right in half. Whoa. That's a long scarf. Can you imagine driving along, probably a sunny... I guess 1927, it'd be a Sophia day, you know, you know, like the filter. Sepia? Sepia. What did I say, Sophia? Sophia. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Come on, man. So you're just driving along with, you know, probably, probably your, your male counterpart and your scarf is just, gets caught in the wheel and pulls you back and snaps your neck right in half. That's crazy. I got one here, 1988, because that's when the world peaked in the 80s. It says here, a poodle named Catchy in Buenos Aires <laughs> fell 13 floors and fatally hit 75-year-old Marta Espina, both killing both instantly. In the course of events, a 46-year-old woman showed up, came to see the incident, and she was hit by a bus. What? And then an unidentified <laughs> man who witnessed the death of the lady that got hit by the bus had a heart attack and died. Away to the hospital. <laughs> to sum it up, a poodle fell 13 floors and killed this young lady and the poodle. And then a lady came to see what's going on. She got hit by a bus. And then a dude had a heart attack and died. That's a lot of death in one, it is. one area yes. really quickly. And we're not laughing at the people dying. We're just laughing at how bizarre that is. Yeah. Because that truly is a bizarre way to die. Right. If I if I laugh at some of these, it's I'm not laughing at the person. No, we know that. I'm laughing at the situation. Yeah, Yeah, it's just crazy. How about Robert Williams from 1979? All right. He was the uh, first person known killed by a robot. Ford Motor Company, when the arm of a factory robot struck him in the head while performing routine maintenance on that robot. What year was that? 1979. Wow. Uh, way before Skynet was a thing. I know. I was thinking Skynet or I was thinking uh, Mr. Roboto. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. That's probably where Sticks got the idea. All right. I got one here in 1988. On Saturday, April 2nd, veteran skydiver even Lester McGuire was filming a jump by an instructor and a student from Franklin County Sports Parachute Center when he jumped from a plane without a parachute. He was focused on the filming process. And McGuire apparently forgot to put on a parachute, and his camera equipment may have been mistaken for the parachute, and they recovered the tape. Well, at least they got the tape. Can you imagine that, though? You're jumping, and you're like, you're pulling the chute, and you're like, oh. <laughs> you can keep taking pictures or something. <laughs> you know, you can jump out of an airplane without a parachute once. Good point. 
What do you think he was thinking? Besides, oh shit? Yeah. Probably, I better get the shot. And then I wonder, do they, there's no way to know, but do they curl up in a ball? Do they flatten out? Is there, do they try or do they say, screw it, I'm dead? That's probably one of the most intriguing questions you've ever asked. Thank you. Thanks for enjoying my question. Is you would think about halfway down when he realizes, <laughs> oh, that's that's my camera equipment, not the parachute. You got it. Like, yeah, this is this is it. And then you've still got like ten seconds of terrifying falling. Whoa! What do you got? Remember Tennessee Williams? Does that name ring a bell? Yes, powerful playwright, I believe. Correct. He died after accidentally choking on a plastic bottle cap, which he was using to ingest barbiturates. Reports at the time of his death indicated that he had died applying eye drops while holding the cap between his teeth, but it was corrected in the official medical examiner's report six months later. Visine is a powerful poison. The hell of a drug. Yes, so maybe that's where they're going with the eye drops. Probably. That's cool. I have one here. Okay. 1993, Gary Hoy, a lawyer in Toronto, fell to his death from the 24th floor of the Toronto center while demonstrating to a group of visitors that the building's windows were unbreakable. What he did is he threw himself against the window. It didn't break the window, but it just popped the whole window out of the frame. Well, the window didn't break. No. So he was right. 24 floors. Proved his point. 2004, Philip Quinn from Kent, Washington was killed when a lava lamp he was heating on a stove exploded and a shard pierced his heart. You're not supposed to heat those up on the stove. We need a lava lamp in the barn here. The most powerful lava lamp ever created. Yes. If you want to help us out, send us a lava lamp. Hit us up on Twitter at Amish Bee Machine. That'd be awesome. We need like an OnlyFans account too. Oh, that'd be sweet Yes. Too. Which one of us would be, not that would we switch off? Yes. Set up the webcam. Yes. Home? The owner of Segway died after apparently <laughs> riding a Segway off of a cliff. <laughs> Jump, dude. Jump off of that thing. In 2010. That's real, too. The owner of Segway died after apparently riding a Segway off a cliff. Was this during like a Segway tour? And I hope he had a helmet on. Powerful. Have you ever ridden a Segway? I have not. Me either. I've done powerful Segways on this show. Oh, yeah. You've done like four or five of them on this episode. Thank you for enjoying our powerful Segways. And the the St. Paul police in downtown St. Paul. They used to drive around in Segways. That was like their mode of transportation through all of the Skyways. Yes, powerful mall cops. Yeah, I don't think they do that anymore. No. Got teased. You, you want to hear one from March 22nd, 1687? Whoa, you're taking it way back. Taking it in the way back machine. Jean-Baptiste Lully. He was a French composer. He died of a gangrenous, uh, gangrenous abscess. After accidentally piercing his foot with a staff he was using to conduct the Te Diem. It's got to be the name of some fancy music. Uh, it was customary at that time to conduct by banging the staff on the floor. He refused to have his leg amputated so he could still dance. Yeah, exactly. That's what I would do. Be like, no, don't take my leg. I want to dance. Powerful. Here's one in 2017. Robert Dreyer, 89, drowned on his birthday after crashing his car into a fire hydrant. Ooh. So what happens is he got out of his car. He was fine. But then he was swallowed by a sinkhole. What? That was caused by the, <laughs> by the water. Golly. So it's your birthday, you're 89. 
crash into the fire hydrant. I'm good. I'm good. Gets out of the car, falls into a sinkhole and dies. It wasn't even old age that got you. No. That's just not fair. The sinkhole. So we're going to fast forward a couple hundred years and go back to November 1872. A couple hundred years from the last one I just read. Henry Taylor, he was a pallbearer at uh, Kensal Green Cemetery in London. He tripped over a stone and stumbled as he was carrying a coffin. The other pallbearers let go of the coffin and it fell on top of Taylor, crushing him to death in front of all of the mourners. The widow of the man in the coffin reportedly uh, nearly went into hysterics. Crazy. And back then, hysterics probably put you in a mental institution. It would. Here's one. Uh, This poor dude in uh, 2018 died. He dropped his car phone and his head got stuck in the car seat trying to get it out. Oh, man. Dude. And then there's a really horrible one. This one happened the same year where this kid in high school got trapped in his uh, Honda Odyssey. I think I remember this one. In the parking lot. He got stuck in the third row of seats. He reached over. Horrible thing is he called 911 with Siri. And they couldn't figure out where he was, the cops. Yeah, that's right. I think because he used the cell phone, so they couldn't figure out, they couldn't find his exact location. And to make it even worse, his dad found him six hours later. God, that would suck. I think, wasn't he like a, a tennis player or something? Tennis yeah, yeah, exactly. Something? Yep, he was, reach, exactly, he was reaching for his tennis gear. Jeez, Louise. The moral of the story is if you drop your phone, that's it. Buy a new phone. Yeah. Here's another weird one, too. Uh, 2018, Hildegard, 77. Died of suffocation from carbon dioxide vapors produced by four dry ice coolers and a dip and dots delivery car. The car was borrowed by the delivery man's wife to take home. So basically they just got asphyxiated by the car. A lot of people, this has happened too. There's one in the pool. I don't know if you saw that one. Oh yeah, with the dry ice. Dry ice is another thing you wouldn't think would kill you, but the CO2, you know, if you can't breathe CO2. No. So you just. You just die. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw that one. It was a party and three people died. Because of the, yes. seat, the yeah, they threw it in the ice. swimming pool to make yeah. it look cool. Thornton Jones in 1924. Jones was a lawyer in Bangor, Wales. He woke up to find that he had his throat slit. Motioning for a paper and pencil, he wrote, "I dreamt that I had done it. I wo- I awoke to find it true, and died 80 minutes later. Uh, he had slit his throat himself while unconscious." Um, an inquest at Banger uh, delivered a verdict of suicide while temporarily insane. Whoa. Oh, how do you accidentally do that? So he dreamt, he killed, slit his throat, and then he woke up, he really did. Yeah. Yep. Did it uh, unconsciously, supposedly. Whoa. Subconsciously, unconsciously. No, he's permanently unconscious. Here it is. It's 2020 when those three people died from the CO2. They threw 25 uh, kilograms of dry ice into an indoor swimming pool at a sauna party. Yikes. Don't do that, Flock. Don't do it. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Because you've seen it a million times. People throw it in there. It right. looks cool. It looks like a bubbling cauldron of witches. But it can actually kill you. Another one. Uh, we'll end up this powerful episode, this powerful podcast. In 2020, a 54-year-old man died after eating a bag and a half of licorice every day for a few weeks. That one just recently came out in the news, correct? It did. Black licorice, which is horrible anyway. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the worst licorice. Yeah, it smells and looks like death. It's black. It's kind of like nature telling you to stay away. Yeah, don't eat this. It's literally black death. Yes, it is. It's just like snakes, spiders, bats. There's a reason we're afraid of them. 
babies are afraid of them because it's genetically inbred that they're evil creatures and black licorice is evil. Yeah, it's disgusting. Don't eat it at all. No. Don't put it in chili, for God's sake. Powerful. Well, we hope you guys had a good time today on this powerful episode, Bizarre Ways to Die. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about our powerful podcast. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.